Hello, and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today, our special guest is the senior leader of Awakening House of Prayer, founder of the Ignite Network, and first female editor of Charisma Magazine, Jennifer LeClaire. Our co-hosts today are Mondo De La Vega. And I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Gray Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky Baker. Welcome, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire is back with Yay. us today. We love Jennifer. And uh, she is the senior leader of Awakening House of Prayer in oh Fort Lauderdale. Nobody Lord. should live in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, wow. <laughs> she is That's where beautiful. we want to be right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> we want to go see It's her. cold here today. We want to go yeah, see her maybe. In, yeah, it's yeah, really, <laughs> it's kind of winter. Is, isn't it kind of winter here, folks? Yeah. It feels yeah. a, wi it feels it's, a little wintry. It's, and tomorrow it's going to be really cold. Oh, so it is. today oh. it's about 40. Just That's about. That's cold. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's why we need to be in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's She's amazing. founder of the Ignite Network. Yeah. Mm. And the Awakening Prayer Hub uh, prayer movement. Right. Jennifer served as the first ever wow. really female is. charisma yeah. magazine editor. Yeah. yeah. And get amazing. this. She's a prolific author of 50 okay, books. That's what blows my mind right there. <laughs> You're going to write that many, aren't you? I, one day I want to grow up and be like Miss Jennifer LeClaire. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely started, on my first you, one. You got number one almost done, don't almost you? Almost done. Mm -hmm. I finished last night, chapter the last chapter. Yeah. So it's going to be ready, and we'll let you guys know when you can order it here on the Jim Baker Show. That's right. We're very proud of Mondo. Mondo's Thank writing you. all the secrets. All the secrets. Oh, no. boy. <laughs> you, Some. You've known me for 25, 25 years. years. That'll and be my second book. What? The Secrets of Jim Baker. No, no I'm you're kidding. writing them now. <laughs> <laughs> I read some of your books. Yeah, your, and he he's writing about how we met, in at the Dream Center. Yeah, and uh, you were kind of still, L.A. I was still L.A. L.A. <laughs> at heart, L.A. at dress, the way I talk, the way I. And carry. now you're up here in the hills, and you're you and your wife and your twins, settled up here in these hills. And you're not a hillbilly, but listen, I became a hillbilly when <laughs> when I wore the overalls oh. with oh the darlings. How could we ever forget that? You remember the darlings from Mandy Griffith? Yes. Well, Rodney, Rodney Diller. Diller was on the program, and not only I was on the show co-hosting, but I dressed like a hillbilly and even played we gotta, spoons. We got to <laughs> we got to get that <laughs> scene. <laughs> Yes. You can't show that scene. You got to show that again. Yes. Social media will be all over the place. It's so great. <laughs> this guy will make sure it's well, all over the place. I'm going to release it the day after his book releases. <laughs> <laughs> but you it's met your great. wife up here in the hills. I met her at the Studio City Cafe. Yes. She walked in. The violins what? were playing. Uh -huh. Slow motion. <laughs> and I said, that's the one. <laughs> no, Studio City was a very special place. How did she end up at Studio City? You know, uh, Gary Smalley mm -hmm. and Tamara Crawford Maywall yeah. um, invited her that morning to be on to be part of the studio you know, audience. Studio audience yeah. And mm -hmm. I kept moving her around, but you got to read the book to find out how she got my attention. Mm -hmm. So, it was and incredible. she's a daughter of the famous 
Lennon sisters. Lennon sisters. And uh, she's beautiful. And you have two beautiful twins. You have twins. Listen, I still remember when they walked in. Well, they didn't walk in. We (laughs) walked them in to Condo 226. I lived here for a while. And the two of you walked in and you held them. And Mila was going through a situation. And I still believe, <laughs> and it was kind of funny, but it's not funny, but I believe that God has an anointing of healing in your life. Yeah. Because Mila was going through some situations and took her to the hospital. They couldn't find out. You know, we thought she had colon cancer as a oh, baby. No. And she couldn't go to the bathroom. So they were waiting for the results. Mm-hmm. And here you guys walked in. And the moment she went into your arms... She went to the bathroom. She did. <laughs> she was healed. Mm-hmm. No, she was really, really Everybody healed. does that. <laughs> and that's what you actually said that day, Jim. You, you guys, sure everyone's did. done that all on me. So thank <laughs> you for you know yes. utilizing the anointing of healing, which we yeah. still need today. But yeah. it was right. a funny moment, but it was a very relieving moment for my wife yeah. and I. And I, I got to tell you, I can't believe the 13 years old. Mateo's as tall as I am. With a deep voice. With a, I mean, he had a deep voice when he was, hey, Dad, how you doing, Dad? <laughs> exactly. I think he's almost taller than you, Mondo. Exactly. I think so. Mm-hmm. I told From him, you, can may, say, you may be taller than me, but I still got a better mustache than you. So. Uh, That's true. No, he's got a... He even he has loves, a mustache. He, he has a mustache. How he's got old is he? Back. 13, honey. 13. 13 Oh, I got great stories in the book about when he was born, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I won't tell you much about it. Yeah. You got to read the book. Oh yeah, it's but it was he, uh, exciting. They were tiny babies, those mm-hmm. twins. About four they? pounds. Four pounds? Can you believe yeah. that? We were there. Have you ever had a four-pound baby? Anybody here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're really tiny, and and I I see them today when those two kids walk in mm-hmm. to my house. Mm-hmm. They're they're so tall. I think. Those are little babies. They grew so big. Oh, it's unbelievable. And they're beautiful. They're, they're beautiful, beautiful kids. They really them. are. Yeah, they do. And they love the two of you mm-hmm. so much. And we love they them. Grow? They yeah. love Grandma Lori and Grandpa mm-hmm. Jim. And i tell you something about Mateo you're going to love. Every time I drive him to soccer mm-hmm. practice or soccer games, the only thing he wants to talk about is the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Dad, what is going on in the book of Revelation? Mm. Dad, what is happening oh, right now? Can I announce yeah. this since you're talking about Revelation? Ricky and Mondo are both Revelation teachers now. And they I'm their teacher. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be having a Revelation class every week here. So you, you come to Morningside. I'm not sure what night, what day it's going to be yet. That's right. But it, but uh, one of them will be teaching or me. I mean, if they don't teach, then you're <laughs> stuck with me. That's right. But, it's terrible. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited about because we are a revelation generation, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna. It's yeah. so important that we hear more about the revelation. Absolutely. Right. Well, uh, Christmas is ab- about here, and I want everyone. To get in on, we we have this year, we have a warehouse filled with Christmas stuff, Christmas beautiful things. And when you give a gift, the double blessing Christmas offering, mm-hmm. you're not only getting 
your giving, your offering is a happy birthday to Jesus, but you're getting back double blessing. And we're, we, we're sending out almost double on every, everybody's offering. If you send and you write double blessing, you're going to get back. Like if you give $1,000, you're getting $2,000 worth of merchandise. Absolutely. Beautiful merchandise. Yeah. Listen, I got a Facebook message from one of our partners about two days ago. It said, Mondo, I just received my double blessing offering, and I'm giving it and donating it to my church oh, so amen. we can give gifts out to the, to the whole church. To probably. the whole church. And that made me so happy oh, because good. I want to tell you something. This value that you and are receiving and it's only a few days items. left of this offer. Yes. So get your call in, and it'll be shipped right to your house. Right. That includes shipping. And there's I've so got a different load here, mm -hmm. but there's more. I mean, we we have just unloaded Christmas this year, and we've doubled it. Right. Yes, Double blessing. The thing is, we want to. And then it's be helping us yeah. stay on the air. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just one of the items okay. here. <laughs> we have cases of this. David and Goliath, right. the Believe story, yes. and yes. it's got, you your know, kids, what do you call them? That I well, action figures. Mm -hmm. Action. That's it. That's action right. figures. You, figures, because I was calling them statues. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but this is the position, the army's on, the okay. battle map and all that. So this is just one item yeah, yes. that could be in your bundle. Right. And there's so much. And we, this is the last Beautiful. of these. There's a few cases of these left, and we're sending out. These are the greeting cards, the, Master. the Master's Art Series, the most beautiful cards I've ever seen. We're putting that in the bundle. Mm -hmm. And then There's I've got many, something over many, here. Many, many I wanted to show you this piece over here. Is, is there a camera oh that can see that? There's a, a, a Thank you, Mondo. what do you call that, Mondo? Mondo's going to come here. Mondo, this here? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that mat. This I, I here. Yeah. This is a Thomas Kincaid. No, uh, no, this is a map, but yes, yeah, Thomas Kincaid, this is an correct? Outdoor no. Door. This is an outdoor that's, door map. That's our chapel. <laughs> this, yeah. This and that's a, a floor mat for Christmas time. This looks like. But this, that's one of the gifts that's going out. Mm -hmm. Like if you give $1,000, you get $2,000. That is Where's beautiful. the stuff back? So our people that ship. This here is very expensive. I love this. This that's is an amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That's I, that's you know, a wood plaque. That's a very expensive plaque. Yeah. That's one of the items These coming. Are the things, I have the, this type of thing hanging around my house. And everywhere. books. We get we're we're we got thousands of. I mean. Yes. Famous book. Amazing we have. Books. We're doing uh, Billy Graham's uh, favorite speech. Uh, you know quotes. quotes. And it's my one of my favorite books. Oh, yeah. And we're sending that out to a lot of people. Absolutely. And what are some of the books you have read? I, I have some books over here. This is uh, Unlikely by Rick Renner. Oh, which yeah. Is that's a tremendous his life story. Book. A fabulous, oh, amazing book. That's, that's an right expensive here. book. Yes. That's right. We have Real Life Love by Michael Gibson, love which is it. he's here in the Ozarks. We love Michael. Yeah, we love Michael. Michael. Uh, Operating in the Courts of Heaven by, yes. I'm telling you, by Robert, uh, Henderson. Uh, Robert Henderson. This is a great book as well. But these are all just going to be things that are going to be included, thrown mm -hmm. in. Nice. That's right. Lion you, and Bright, there's Amber more Park, over here. Am but there's, Watts, uh, I mean, uh, Jensen. We love Jensen Frank. I mean, Acres books by the most famous authors. I love Dr. Jeffers Courageous. I mean, on and on and on. Just great, great, great books, books. Great paintings. Big paintings. Yes. Great big paintings. Mm -hmm. And then the, the Christmas signs. 
Here's yeah. one down here that says, keep, keep Christ in Christmas. And that's just one of the gifts that you get. And we have, uh, you can just, the table's jammed, yeah. and the warehouse is filled with Christmas this year. And we just decided that we were going to double everybody's blessing that's for Christmas. So we're going to be blessed because we're blessing you, but you're going to be blessed. Yeah. And you're going to be blessed as you give because you're helping keep this ministry strong. Yes. And we're getting stronger. Getting near Christmas and used you get weaker, but we're going to get stronger. And we're and when you give, it helps us to stay on television. And we desperately, desperately need your help. So yes, so call us right now at 1-888-988-1588. Or go to jimbakershow.com and just, just you give you, uh, as the Lord leads you, whatever you can do, yeah. give. If you give a $100 we'll gift to the ministry back. right now, right. you'll get $200 gifts uh, worth of gifts yes. back. Yes. And so Exciting. you give 1000 you get $2,000. I love that. I love that message that Monda received, Jim. That, that, that's a great idea that yeah. somebody, they, they received it and they're giving those gifts to their church. Absolutely. And they can, and I got to tell you something, when you have a guest just like Jennifer LeClaire, yes. for me, Miss Jennifer LeClaire and her voice to help us understand this, the times mm -hmm. and the seasons we that we're in right now, she is one of the solid voices she of is. this hour right now. And I'm so glad that we get to have her on the program today. Me too. And this is her, her new book, and I, I hope you get it today. It's called Deliverance from Prophetic Witchcraft. I'll tell you, there's so much witchcraft in our nation and we are looking at a decisive moment in the war between light and darkness in the world True. so we're looking at uh, what's concerning the prophetic timeline with israel so yes. tell us if you would jennifer let's say hello to her hello jennifer <laughs> but I'm, I'm asked starting out with a question israel is right on my mind yeah Absolutely. What is that timeline that you do you see it in the, from the Bible right now happening? I do. You know, about a year ago, I was in our prayer room here in Fort Lauderdale, where God lives and the sun shines all the time, and I had a vision. I had a prophetic vision of swarming bees, and these swarming bees were just invading Israel, and I began to pray against these swarming bees. And I did not know it at the time, but the Lord showed me this a couple of months ago or about six weeks ago, that these swarming bees, David, King David, mentioned these swarming bees in uh, Psalm 118. I'll read this to you because my jaw dropped when I saw that this was in the scripture. Sometimes we prophesy things or we see things that we don't know. There's actually scripture, like literal scripture. It says this, all nations surrounding tribes compassed me about. All nations, like Israel is surrounded right now by enemy nations on all sides. All nations compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will cut them off. They surrounded me. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I will cut them off. Listen, verse 12, they swarmed about me like bees. 
They blaze up and are extinguished like a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I will cut them off. And I was astonished by this. And so I began to pray against these swarming bees. And we know this, that Israel is not going anywhere. But the signs of the times have escalated. It's like so many signs happening all at the same time with greater fervency and intensity. And although we know God has promised to protect Israel, and we know that Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem when he returns at his second coming, we know that Satan is trying to change the times and the laws. Daniel 7.25, you know, the Antichrist will speak pompous words most high, persecute the saints of the most high, and intend to change the times and the law. And so this is what's happening right before our eyes. As my spiritual father, Bishop Hammond says, we are in the last minutes of the last days, Jim. Oh, I believe that with all my heart. What do you feel was the spirit behind what the Jewish families on October 7th experienced? You know, I think it's a spirit of jihad. And if you Look at the word jihad. It's a it's a struggle or a, or a fight against the enemies of Islam. It's an unholy war. It's an it's an unjust war. And what's remarkable to me, if you look in Scripture, you see that Abraham, of course, had Isaac and he had Ishmael. And Isaac and Ishmael actually reconciled when Abraham passed on. They came together. They reconciled. But somewhere along the line, somebody picked up this fight. And the problem that what we're seeing right now is there's a curse on the enemies of Israel. Genesis 12, 3, you know the scripture, says, I will bless those who bless you, speaking right. of Abraham, the original Hebrew. I will bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you, and you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So the enemies of Israel are filled with demons of rejection right. because Ishmael felt rejected. They're, they're, they're filled with demons of hate. They're filled with violence. They're filled with murder. And, and this, is, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing the manifestation of these demons working through people. And, you know, I prophesied in July that this was prime time, that we needed to begin to pray for Muslims like never before. And I was really encouraged uh, just yesterday when I saw headlines in the news, you probably saw it, that Muslims in Gaza have come to Christ after seeing dreams of Jesus. There's like droves of them. They're coming wow. to Christ. And I say, thanks be to Jesus, because there's nobody beyond God's reach. That's right. Oh, that is that's such fabulous news. That is. I want to you to watch this with me, and then we'll talk about it. The CBN News talk about the terrorists that were hiding in Gaza Hospital. Let's roll that. The Israel Defense Forces discovered an operational terror tunnel shaft on the grounds of the Shifa Hospital. Israel has been saying tunnels under the hospital are part of a Hamas terror command center. The White House also says U.S. intelligence shows Hamas was using the medical facility to protect a key command center. Hamas denies Israel's claims, but the Israeli military also says it found photos and videos of hostages on laptop computers in the Shifa hospital. We found a vehicle filled with ammunition, uh, RPGs, AK-47s. We see handcuffs, knives, preparation for taking hostages from Israel on the attack of 7, uh, October 7th. 
The State Department says it's because of Hamas strategy that it's difficult for Israel to avoid civilian casualties. In an interview with CBS News, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says they have concrete evidence that terror chieftains were hiding in the hospital and fled when Israeli troops entered. He also said they believe the hostages were there. We had strong indications that they were held in the Shifa hospital, which is one of the reasons we uh, entered the hospital. Uh, if they were, they were taken out. The Israeli military saying it recovered the bodies of two hostages near the Shifa hospital. 65-year-old Yehudit Weiss, a mother of five whose husband was killed on October 7th, and IDF soldier Noah Marziano, also abducted on October 7th and murdered inside Gaza. President Biden is backing Israel's military operation, but also saying he discussed with Israelis their need to be incredibly careful in the Shifa hospital raid, and saying the fighting in Gaza would go on until Hamas was defeated. With regard to uh, when is this going to stop, I think it's going to stop when, the, uh, when Hamas no longer maintains the capacity to murder him. But there is a clear disagreement between the U.S. and Israel. Netanyahu says Israel will maintain security control over Gaza after the war is over to protect Israel. But Biden sees a different future, again supporting a Palestinian state, an idea not likely to be popular here in Israel. Mm -hmm. What spirit do you believe is over pro-Palestine protesters? I can't believe what I'm seeing around the world and, and in America, hundreds of thousands chanting in the street, yeah. Israel and their... Death to Israel and their denial know, of the violence, you know, against... That's right. Right, just against the Horrible hate, Lori, like I've yeah. never seen before. Right. Could you talk about that? Yeah, this is clearly anti-Semitism rising. And, you know... Scripture says that this will happen in the last days. So again, we're literally living in the book of Revelation. I mean, not we're deep into it, but we are certainly there. We're seeing these signs. I mean, since Hamas, uh, you know, massacred all these Israeli civilians on October the 7th, uh, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, recorded a significant spike in anti-Semitic incidents across the United States. I mean, it's rising. And, and, and these college, these college, these universities, these, these schools, I mean, this is really unacceptable that hate speech is, and it is hate speech, it's unacceptable that Ivy League universities and other universities are allowing this. This is beyond free speech. This is hate speech. And this is a sign of the times. We know this is going to happen. That's why at Awakening Prayer Hubs, we're actually raising a 24-7 prayer shield for Israel and the Jews all around the world because you don't have to be in Israel to be targeted by this hate. We're seeing it here in America, and it's very troubling. It's very concerning. You know, it reminds me of, you know, what happened with Hitler in World War II. We're not to that degree, obviously, but this needs to get reined in. We need to pray. We're wrestling not against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against spirits 
persons without bodies. We're wrestling against principalities, and we need to stand as intercessors and take our authority. We have authority. We cannot sleep on the job. We need to get up on the wall. We need to prophesy against this spirit of anti-Semitism, violence, war, and we need to plead the blood of Jesus, and we need, and I know that you believe this, we need to stand with Israel. Yes, absolutely. We will always Because stand. we literally, there's another Holocaust going on. They have, you know, the enemies of Israel have just screamed out that they want to wipe Israel from the face of the earth. That's right. Annihilate. I have a message from Franklin Graham that I really want you to hear, and, and, and I'm going to have Jennifer talk about it. Let's roll this, please. I don't think I've been exposed to evil quite like this. Uh, and I, it's hard to describe when, uh, when these people come in and, and are shooting women, children, uh, everybody. Uh, and just uh, mowing them down. I talked to a widow whose husband was a doctor, and he had run to the clinic, was about 100 yards away, and she, they, again, they knew there was some shooting, but they didn't know what it was, and uh, he's, uh, uh, he was killed in his clinic. And so for 14 hours, she hid in the house uh, trying to stay alive, and she's a wife with two little children, and now she's a widow and facing life without her husband. Uh, I met a woman who lost her daughter in that same clinic. And so she came to see me with, with her three remaining daughters. There were four daughters total, and one was killed. So the three remaining daughters, and they, they are just the sadness and the, and the hopelessness. And I just shared with them from, from the Old Testament and quoted some scripture to them and just loved on them and prayed for them. And they were so appreciative of someone just taking time to pray for them. But you just see the senseless killing uh, that these people, they're just bar barbarians. Uh, they're demon-possessed people. It's, I can't, can't explain it any other way. But Samaritan's Purse were buying uh, food uh, boxes uh, for the families that are living in hotels. Close to one, uh, excuse me, 500,000 people are living in hotels because they had to move away from the border areas where the fighting is. And so we have food vouchers. Uh, they can go to a store and, and buy food. We take boxes of food to them, uh, hygiene kits. Uh, we're providing, we need defibrillators, we're providing those. We're doing whatever we can just to, to help, but we work with the local churches, about 80 churches in total that we're working with. Uh, we're also helping in Gaza. And what I mean by that, we've helped uh, with uh, churches that are there in Gaza. We've provided some funding to them and also uh, churches that are on the West Bank that are that would be Palestinian churches. Uh, these are not, uh, of course, these are just very small uh, communities. Mm -hmm. But we're doing what we we can to try to help the people. And of course, I'm a Christian, and I want people to know I'm there because of my faith. And uh, and I just prayed with everyone, even the prime minister. When I met with him, we talked for a while. Then I said, Mr. Prime Minister, can I just have a word of prayer with you? And I prayed for him. That's amazing. So uh, there's a, there's a lot of need in 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 Israel, in that part of the world right now. Mm. Jennifer, what what do you think when? Franklin Graham says he's never seen evil like this before. I've never seen anything like it before either. It is beyond human capacity. It is completely satanic, which just reconfirms that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against demons that are taking residence in human bodies. And 
it's sometimes hard to separate that when you see these atrocities. You, you, you get so angry. There's a righteous indignation, but I believe we must keep praying for the Muslims. Not all Muslims want to blow up Israel or America. There's many peaceful Muslims. We're dealing with terrorists here, extreme terrorists, and we need to understand very clearly that this is not just about Israel. We're not just on the brink of World War III. We're also in danger of this happening in America. There are surely terror cells hidden underground in many nations, and at any moment, uh, these jihadists could rise up and do something similar here. This is not just a Middle East problem anymore. And I'm grateful for Franklin Graham, and I'm uh, grateful for a wartime prime minister like Benjamin Netanyahu. I can't think of a better representative right now uh, for the, the time that we're in for that nation. And I'm grateful for America's covenant with Israel, and I believe we really need to pray that America continues to stand with Israel uh, because we're already seeing some signals uh, that uh, our president may be a little wobbly on some of these issues. And we need to stand as Christians, as intercessors, and, and pray that our national leaders will do the right thing here. Yes, absolutely. Jennifer, you've written a new book called Prophetic Witchcraft. We, we want to talk about that. And we're seeing lawlessness and drug use and crime like never before. Uh, Mondo, we were just watching on television before we went on the air about the evil and the the fentanyl yes. that's coming across the border is killing, what is it, starting with the 18-year-olds? 18 to 45-year-olds. Mm. More than any other thing. It's killing hundreds of thousands a year. What in the world? But we're having a true invasion. We're having a true invasion across the border. We can't even get enough young men to fill the army. Right. And yet China is killing them with Mm -hmm. fentanyl. Absolutely. And Jennifer, are these spirits of witchcraft you talk about in your book? Witchcraft is rising. As a matter of fact, this is not really new. If you go way back, A.A. Allen, you know A.A. Allen, a great miracle worker, he actually prophesied, and I found it on video. He said there's a revival of the devil's witchcraft coming. So while we're praying for revival in America, in our nations, we're praying that God would pour out his spirit again. We're praying for the great awakening and the billion soul harvest. The enemy has engendered or, or ignited a revival of witchcraft. Witchcraft is raging. NBC News wrote an article about a year ago saying that witchcraft is making a comeback. They're indoctrinating our children with witchcraft through television shows, uh, through educational options. I mean, this is in all sectors of society now. We've got witchcraft in governments, witchcraft in the media, witchcraft in the schools, witchcraft in the entertainment industry. I mean, it's very concerning, but the good news is, is that we have the light of the gospel and the darkness cannot comprehend the light. That is the answer is to pray and preach the word and get these folks safe so they can come to their senses. I think people need to wake up that the power of witchcraft is in the world and that you're either serving God or you're serving the devil. Why do we fall for 
uh, prophetic witchcraft, which you talk about in your book. Or, or maybe could she explain prophetic witchcraft to us, Jennifer? Yeah. So there's witchcraft in the world, but the trouble is, is there's witchcraft in the church. And I don't mean witches with the pointy hat and the broom. I mean, there's prophetic witchcraft. You know, Jesus said that false prophets would rise in the last days. And we've already established that we're in the last days. And so we're going to see this. We should not be uh, throwing the whole prophetic movement out the window because of prophetic witchcraft, but we should be educated in the true living word of God and how the Holy Spirit moves. But prophetic witchcraft, it can, it can be um, what a prophet or some prophetic person is saying as a means to flatter, as a means to manipulate, to control. Uh, they want you to give them maybe your time, your money, your loyalty. Prophetic witchcraft is rooted in a spirit of divination, which is one of the only named spirits in the Bible. There's like, you know, 15, 20 spirits that are named in the Bible. This is one of them, pythos, divination. And it's essentially coming from the enemy's camp. It's not coming from the Lord. Prophecy comes from either God. That's what we want. We want God prophecy. It can come from our soul, which is not a true prophetic word, or it can come from a spirit of divination. And so we have to be very, very, very careful because the, the, the words of prophetic witchcraft can be true. Like the, the girl who was following Paul around saying, these are men of the most high God. And Paul was very troubled in his spirit because what he was, what the girl was saying was true. But the spirit behind what the girl was saying was false. It, I mean, it was, it was a false spirit. It was divination. What is the dangers of prophetic flattery? You mentioned that a little bit. That kind of intrigues me. Yeah. It, yeah. Is that going on in the world right now? It is, you know, you know, when, when, when I was a kid or when we were kids, if you wanted something from your mom, maybe you wanted your mother to buy you, the ice cream man's coming, right? You hear the ice cream man, the bells are ringing. Oh, and so you go to your mommy because you want 25 cents for some ice cream. Oh, mommy, you're so pretty. Oh, mommy, you're just such a nice mommy. You're such a good mommy. What's the child doing? The child is buttering mommy up to get the quarter to buy the ice cream. When people try to flatter you, they're doing that because they want something from you. And some people will receive what I call prophetic flattery. So these are prophetic words that are not really from the Lord. They're intended to tickle your ears. They're intended to puff you up, to make you feel good about yourself. But, you know, God has plenty of things to say that will make you feel good about yourself. But this prophetic flattery, that they're trying to get something from you. And instead of just asking for it and risking that you might say no, they want to go around the mountain with you and sort of draw you in. And it's manipulative. Yeah. Total manipulative. Is Absolutely. this why we're seeing so many church people turning away from God? Mm. It, it, it's just, uh, you, you notice the anti-Israel uh, movement in America. Yeah. How can our church people not stand with Israel? you stand with the Bible you have to stand with Israel and and so I, I'm I'm shocked by the the turning away from God mm -hmm. is is this witchcraft happening in our churches certainly it's I believe seducing spirits you know Paul said to the Galatians oh foolish Galatians 
Who has bewitched you that you started off following Christ and now you're trying to work everything out in the flesh? I believe there is just a, <laughs> I believe there's a, a Jezebel stronghold in our nation. I believe that some people who are in ministry are not in it for the right reasons. I believe that we need to be preaching a strong word and not just what people want to hear. I believe that we need to tell the truth and not water down the gospel. And I think this seeker-friendly, user-friendly gospel has left out parts of the truth that cause Christians to be weak and easily deceived. And I thank God there's more strong churches uh, than compromised churches. But we know from the book of Revelation that uh, there are seven letters. Five of the churches in the book of Revelation were rebuked by Jesus. Two of them were not. So that tells you as we go deeper into the end times, we're going to see more compromise in the church. We're going to see more lukewarmness in the church. I can't, I'm with you, Jim. I can't fathom how Christians don't stand with Israel. Jesus was is a Jewish man. He, he walked the earth as a Jewish man. Without Israel, without the Jews, there would be no church. So it makes no sense. So it's something going on, and I believe it's seducing spirits, doctrines of demons, and witchcraft. Yeah. You're really warning us today, and I, and I hope people will order your book, yeah. uh, Deliverance from Prophetic Witchcraft. I think most people don't realize they've, they've been exposed to it, and there's so much teaching today. I'm just shocked. I, I, I'm shocked. I mean, people that have known God their whole life are, are telling me, oh, there's, there's no hell. Don't yeah. you know that's been that they're they're saying that this is uh, a false prophecy now. This is this is not right. The the Bible doesn't really mean that there's a hell. God never meant, you know, a good God wouldn't have a hell. And that's how they reason it out. That is. And and that's so right. there, uh, how do we un unresolve issues like hurt and wounds that get used by false prophets against us? Yeah. That's the thing is, if you look at even in the animal kingdom, it's a lot easier for a predator to not just attack, but overcome a wounded animal. And it's the same way with us. When we're wounded, we're relieving a lie somewhere. So what starts out as a wound that's not healed becomes an open door for the enemy. In particular, Jezebel preys on people who have unresolved hurts and wounds, rejection. And the enemy will go after these people. Maybe they were church hurt. We're seeing a lot of people who don't even go to church anymore because of church hurt, because of church scandals. Listen, we must keep our faith in Jesus, not in a man, not in a woman, not in a preacher, not in a teacher. We must put our faith in God because when we, when we allow ourselves uh, to be led astray into idolatry, we're bound to get hurt. And so these hurts and wounds, we need to get healed. These false prophets will tap right into that. They'll speak right into that. They'll make promises that God has not spoken. They're, they're, they, they know that it's easier to draw you in because you're, you're, you're believing lies. You are, I mean, imagine a soldier on the battlefield 
how much easier is it for them to be taken as a prisoner of war when they've already got a bullet hole in their leg? And so these wounds, they just make it harder for us to think right. Uh, many times we don't feel like engaging in warfare when we're wounded and we become easy prey. We're looking for comfort. We're looking for somebody to, to love on us or help us in these false prophets, these Jezebelic prophets. They're right there to do it. You talk about soul ties in your book. Uh, tell us about soul ties. And where they uh, because come it's from. very important. Yeah, where do they come yes. from? And what what can we do to not have soul ties? You know, yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you a little story real fast, about a minute, a uh, second, 30 seconds. Uh, when I got out of prison, I was asked to speak at Rick Joyner's big convention, and it was a packed out place. Mm -hmm. But I was sitting in my old office at Heritage USA in the barn auditorium, mm -hmm. and uh, Bob Jones, the old old prophet, he comes walking in to what had been my dressing room, and and uh, I I wasn't ready to. I was in jeans. I did. I, w I was going to preach the next day, and he walked right up to me, and he put his hand on my chest, and he said, Jim. I break the soul ties that are on you in Jesus' name. And uh, I'd never dealt with soul ties before. I didn't even know what he said. But when I realized what had happened, mm -hmm. I would have never married Lori. It was because I was under a conviction that I couldn't remarry, mm -hmm. and uh, yet I was divorced. And uh, he snapped that thing, and it's, I mean, I have no soul ties with the past right. none that's what you gotta it, do it i mean it isn't that right it absolutely. broke me totally oh, yes absolutely. and so yes. soul ties uh w tell people where they come from and how they can be delivered from them yeah that's a big thing and and soul ties are when is when your soul your heart is knitted together with another and you see that with jonathan and david so Scripture doesn't use the term soul ties, but we see that when the heart of Jonathan and David were knit together. You can have a soul tie with a person. You can have a soul tie with a place, a church. You can have a soul tie with a company you worked with. And these soul ties, they keep bringing you back to the past, bringing you back to the past. They hinder your forward-moving progress. So very close relationships where you're sharing intimate details of your life, a best friend, a spouse, that can create soul ties. And there's healthy soul ties and unhealthy soul ties. You know, I was just teaching this in my church on Sunday. And there's a soul tie between a mother and a baby, right? And if that soul tie wasn't there, I don't know if the mother would get up five times a night and feed the child and change the child. It's because of the soul tie, because their souls, their hearts are knit together. But there's toxic soul ties. Toxic soul ties can come during, you know, when, when two become one flesh outside marriage. Uh, sharing too much intimate detail with the opposite sex. Uh, soul ties, you can even have soul ties with spirits. And this is what people don't understand. When you make an inner vow, this goes back to hurts and wounds. When someone hurts you and you say, I'll never let anybody hurt me again. I'll always protect myself. I'll never share my life with anyone. I'll never get married again. I'll never go to church again. I'll never trust pastors again. When you say those things, you are attracting a demon, making a covenant with a demon, and you are outside the will of God because he is your protector. 
He is the one who safeguards you. And you've now put your trust in a demon through a vow, through an inner vow. The good news is we can break the soul ties. It's similar to breaking a generational curse. The first thing you have to do is discern it. Many people don't discern it. But I can tell you, if you've been divorced, you probably have, and you have not broken soul ties, you probably have a soul tie. Uh, if you were uh, uh, best friends with somebody or you got in a dispute with a close uh, a, a, a relative and there's a, a, a severance of relationship that's unresolved, you probably have a soul tie. So you have to see it. You have to renounce it. You need to repent of those soul ties. You need to forgive people that were involved in those soul ties who may have harmed you. And you need to break it. Now, the good news is, is that you can be in the company of someone like Jim was who saw the soul tie with your agreement, took authority over it and broke it. But essentially it's with the words of your mouth. I break this soul tie in Jesus name and I bind myself to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm. Amen. That's wow. right on. Excellent. What are some of the other damages that prophetic witchcraft can do as you describe in chapter two of your book? Well, one of the big things is, and we've alluded to this, but prophetic witchcraft renews your mind to lie. So think about it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but faith in the false, faith in lies, when you believe a lie, uh, whatever it is, you know, I'm no good, um, whatever it is, whatever lie you're believing, our minds get renewed to that lie. And so, it, it, you know, we need to be careful to think about things that are good, lovely, holy, excellent, praiseworthy. Philippians 4, 8. If we're not thinking thoughts that fall into those buckets of Philippians 4, 8, we're illegal thoughts. Prophetic witchcraft builds enemy strongholds in your mind, little by little. This witchcraft builds a stronghold in your mind. It's like a castle. It's like a fortress. Demonic reasonings, demonic arguments, demonic wisdom. You know, James the Apostle, the Apostle of Practical Faith, he spoke of wisdom that does not descend from heaven. He called it earthly, sensual, demonic. And so we have to learn to cast those things down quickly. We want to cast down uh, 2 Corinthians 10. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And if you look at that, that scripture, that word, the Greek word for cast down, it's a violent connotation. It's like when, uh, you know, when uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, they would make a super, they, uh, they, they make a touchdown and they spike the ball forcefully. That's how we have to grab hold of these lies, because if we don't, we'll have a stronghold in our mind. One more thing, and there's many, but prophetic witchcraft makes you dull. So many people who get around false prophets where they begin to come under these witchcraft spells, they say they can't hear God's voice. And we have to make a habit of pressing into God's presence for ourselves and waiting for his still small voice to speak to us directly. We can't go to other people all the time saying, what is God saying? What is God saying? We need to have that 
that intimate relationship with God. And, and if we do that, if we can hear his voice, we won't run around to all the prophets hoping they pick us out of the audience and prophesy over us. There's nothing wrong with receiving a prophetic word. I've given many, I've received many, but prophetic witchcraft is prophesying uh, things that are outside God's will for you or outside God's timing for you. So I implore everyone out there, please develop that ear to hear because God wants to speak to you directly. Yeah, this is an excellent book, guys. Hey, man, you, you guys need really, to get this book. Everybody needs to get today. this book, this, Jennifer. This should be in your home. Yes. You're going to need this, especially in the days to come. And uh, just order Prophetic Witchcraft. Go right. online. You can order all the books from Destiny Image are online there, or most right. of them, or a lot of them. And you just order any of them, they, they come directly to your house mm -hmm. from the publisher. Correct. And you, in your, your book, you talk about a surge of Christian cult activity. That sounds pretty, pretty bad. So how do we discern the Christian cult, Jennifer? Yeah, we're we're really seeing that. You saw that uh, with you know Jim Jones. We've seen these these big ones in the past, but it's not always like that. Sometimes it's more subtle. Sometimes it looks good on the outside. They're preaching the word, but prophetic cults don't want you to think for yourself. You you can't ask sincere, honest questions of the pastor without finding yourself getting rebuked. Uh, they don't want you to be able to read books from other people or, uh, you know, go to other conferences. Listen, <laughs> that's not healthy. We, we're, we're, we're shepherds. As pastors, we're shepherds. We're not, you know, prison keepers. And so if your pastor is, 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 is very strict in those ways, that might be a cult. Blind loyalty. You know, just do what I say. Be. I was in a church one time, and there was a lot of people that were leaving. And they brought me and like five other people into a back room uh, across a table. And they said, we're making a vow right now that nobody at this table is ever going to leave this church. That was a prophetic cult. That is not the way you handle this. You can't force a covenant on someone. You know, they move in a spirit of error, you know, like what Jim was talking about, where there's no hell. Well, there is a hell. It is very real. That's a spiritual error. The error that uh, replacement theology, that is a spiritual error. The church did not replace Israel. That's an error. Prophetic cults, they want to isolate you from others. And you may find yourself dealing with spiritual abuse. Uh, there's a great book. It's called The Subtle Power of Spiritual Abuse. And it really outlines, uh, you know, the nature of this. It's very wicked. I've suffered from it. A lot of people have suffered from it. But I want to balance this and say that we don't want to go on a witch hunt. You know, your pastor might be having a bad day or a bad week or a bad season. Just because they tell you no doesn't mean it's a cult. You know, they might not recommend you read certain books because they're error. But if you are feeling like you can't mm, breathe and you can't do a thing without permission, I was in this one church and the people had to ask permission to get married. Not marriage counseling. I'm not talking about, you know, we're getting married. We like your blessing. I mean, they had, they were scared to death. They had to go and literally ask permission, knowing that if the pastor said no, that he would not grant permission that they could not get married. And so we're talking about extreme control here. That's it's all about that's a control. Manipulation, control. Oh, well, can't stand those spirits. I can't deal with it. That, 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 anything living, like that comes up next to me. These guys will tell you. But we're living in such a time. Mm. 
that church people are hearing false prophets, false, it's really witchcraft, evil, uh, they're, they're, this, this anti-Israel, the Bible is very clear. I mean, the, the first book of the Bible tells us that if, if we stand with Israel, God's going to stand with us. But if we curse Israel, God says, I'm going to curse you. Yes. We've got to stand with God. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. What is a false prophetic word and how do we break it? We only have a few minutes, Jennifer. Okay. So a false prophetic word is a, any prophetic word that does not come from God. It doesn't matter if it sounds good, feels good, looks good, smells good. If it doesn't come from God, it is false. It's either true or false, and it's false. If you receive a prophetic word and it doesn't sit right with your heart, you need to say right then and there or go away, go up to the side and say, I break that word in Jesus' name. I will not receive it. I reject it in the name of Jesus because the false word that you allow to soak over your life is the, is the false prophetic word that can cause damage in your life. Excellent. You know, the, you, you, you touch on forgiveness, which is massive, of course, as you know, um, Jennifer. But why is it important to exercise forgiveness when these attacks are exposed? We need to forgive because we can't begin to heal until we forgive. We need to forgive because the Bible commands us to forgive. We need to forgive because we will not be able to maintain our authority or have healthy relationships if we don't forgive. We'll get bitter and resentful, and we'll begin to push all things spiritual away, all things prophetic away, and then we're actually doing ourselves a disservice. So please, if this has happened to you, just just forgive. It's for you. It's not for them. That's Amen. right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness, we have to forgive. You so also, and our time's gone, but I want people to get your book oh, and read it. She breaks and you talk about guys. victim mentality. This is excellent. And that will, that'll destroy a Christian is having that victim, a victim men mentality. mentality. We so need to have an overcoming victory. Amen? So, Jennifer, would you tell us how um, to avoid letting, you know, that victim mentality come into our lives? Yeah, we want to be careful not to feel sorry for ourselves. And that's where it starts. Oh, look what happened to me. Oh, woe is me. Oh, look what they did to me. Well, the problem with that is, is the focus is on me, me, me. If we keep our eyes on Jesus, he's a mighty man of war. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. We need to take responsibility for the choices that we made. What happened to us may not be our fault. We cannot control other people's decisions, but the way we react to it is under our control. I am responsible. I am not a victim. I am responsible. Start there, and that'll take you a long way toward quick healing. It Amen. really will. I hope everybody Boy, will your order your book today. It's called Prophetic yeah. Witchcraft. Yeah. You need to overcome because the spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of witchcraft, and you need to overcome that spirit because that spirit's in the world today. Yeah. I want you to order the book right now. Just go to our uh, website, jimbakershow.com. And go to the affiliate page, Destiny Image, and get as many of these as you can possibly get of these books. I would get one for your pastor if I was you. You need one for yourself. One for your pastor would be Teenagers great. Teenagers need this, too. Absolutely. Everyone I, does. I we all do, actually. Don't forget, Christmas is coming up, and we want everyone to share in this victory time to overcome the enemy who's 
tried to hurt this ministry. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Yes, amen. And it's time for God's people to stand together. Amen. There's, there's, a, there's a terrible spirit in the world today that's anti-Christ. Yes. And we've got to stand up and keep Jesus on the airways, keep the ministry of the gospel going mm -hmm. forth. And I, I, I'd like you to call, say, I want to I wanna give the double blessing offering today. Right. And I'm, we're going to send you uh, a whole, if you give $1,000, you're going to get 1000 no, you're going to get $2,000 right. worth yeah. of gifts. I mean, beautiful Christmas yes. gifts. Yes. All kinds of all the, the, Christmas. Just the best that, that it's ever been Christmas. made, I'll tell you that. Yes. And you're, I think you'll be happy with them right. very, very much. And that'll so, go to help keep us on the air. Right. And the same with this book. I want you to go to the JimBakerShow.com. Go to our affiliate page with Destiny Image, and that's where you will find this book for a love gift of $25 to the ministry. Yes, absolutely. And our phone number is 1-888-988-1588. If you have problems getting through or making the, your pledge, you can call that number. It's right here now. We, we moved our phone to our ministry center. Yeah. Right. It's exactly. right over there. Right here. Yep. It's that's right, right there, right and the that's the prayer center now mm -hmm. and you can call for prayer or you can call to order products if you need help that's right yeah. the, these people will help you they'll pray with you if you want to know christ they'll help you Most to find christ know the because Lord. we love jesus and that's why we're here number one amen is to make sure you are going to heaven let's all go together i'm i'm setting up a whole group that i hope to have a reunion meeting in heaven is that all right? Okay, honey. All you folks oh, here? Well, just off the <laughs> wall. Just off the wall. No. I just want to make sure you know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior. And if you haven't invited him yeah. into your heart, all you have to say is, Jesus, God, thank you for sending your precious son, Jesus, for dying on the cross and sh shedding his precious, innocent blood for me, for my sins, so I could receive you and have an amazing life here on this earth, but eternal life with you. I believe... In you, Jesus. And if you do I that.